Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. Hey, good Monday afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad to have you with us today. We're going to be talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry here in just a moment. Bryant Johnson is the associate athletic director at Nichols State University. The Golden Eagles are playing them Tuesday night, and we'll be talking to him a little later in the show. And then also Steve Knight, the head basketball coach at William Carey University, he'll be joining us uh, later in the program from Kansas City to talk about his school's remarkable appearance tonight in the Final Four of the NAIA Men's Basketball Tournament. Very proud of William Carey University. Opening segment sponsored as it is every day by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss Baseball and all Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy their delicious foods that are cooked every day in-house and if you have a special event on your calendar, Dickie's can always do the catering for you and make it just perfect. Dickie's Barbecue, proud supporters of Southern Miss and supporters of the Eagle Hour. Well, it was a great week for Southern Miss baseball as the Golden Eagles completely dominated Old Dominion in a weekend series at Pete Taylor Park. That coming off a 5-4 to four win earlier in the week against Louisiana Monroe also at the Pete. So to join us and recap what has been a very good week is head baseball coach Scott Berry. And coach, I guess when you come from behind on a weeknight game and win in dramatic fashion and then dominate your conference opponent three games in a row, as a coach, you're pretty satisfied with the week. Yeah, I am, Bob. Uh, you know, I thought it was a good week by our team. Uh, put forth a really good effort and uh, and honestly played pretty pretty consistent baseball that allowed us to win uh, all four games this week. Coach, what uh, what is the difference now in the ball team uh, overall uh, than maybe at the first of the year? Do, t- do teams have to have a little time to gel, get their legs underneath them, so to speak? And is that is what's happened to your club? Well, I don't know. If I, I guess if I did, I'd probably retire and sell it to somebody else and uh, <laughs> hope they would buy it and, uh, and keep making the money off from it. Right. But, you know, I think more than anything probably – the missing component that we've been looking for uh, really this this year that eluded us uh, early on, and I think was the offense. Uh, but, you know, uh, I think pitching had a lot to do with that. I think weather had a lot to do with that, uh, meaning that we were seeing some really, really good arms. Now, has that prepared us for what we are seeing now, which, uh, you know, I mean, just like Old Dominion came in with a sub-3 ERA. Uh, opponent's batting average was 212, which is extremely low. So, you know, were those good arms that we saw in the non-conference schedule, is that, is that what prepared us for what we're seeing now? Uh, is it the consistency in the weather? You know, we haven't had to fool with weather now for uh, for two and a half weeks. You know, that's been nice. We haven't mm-hmm. been limited on the field. Of what we've been able to do. So I think there's a lot of things that are probably coming together. Are those the answers? I really don't know. 
Uh, but I think that's probably played into it. And like anything, when you when you get some momentum in a direction, uh, you know, it, it continues on. And I think that's what we've been able to do is, is generate some momentum with uh, with being able to be successful and win baseball games. And you know, it's done a lot for our confidence, too. Right, Coach. We just got word before we went on the air that Walker Powell was a co-conference USA Pitcher of the Week. It's hard to overemphasize what a great job that kid did for you this weekend. Oh, man, how about that? 97 pitches, covered nine innings, only gave up three hits, no runs, six strikeouts, no walks. You know, really, and, and, and kept a, a bullpen completely fresh for game two and three, much what we saw last year out of Nick Samlin and his ability not only to dominate a Friday night, but enable you to really be good on Saturday and Sunday. And I think that's what we saw again this this past weekend uh, with Walker's performance. Not only did it show up in Friday's game, but it also had an impact in Saturday and Sunday as well. Now, Coach, when you do have to go to your bullpen, they just game after game after game, those kids seem to really step up and shut your opponents down. Well, they've done a really good job. I mean, they're prepared. Uh, they're coached very well. Um you know, Coach Oz does a great job. They know their role. Uh, I think they're they're anticipating. They know it. They're not shocked when, uh, you know, they get their name called. So, you know, all those things go in to uh, success. And uh, But, you know, we knew going in to this year, we had 380 innings of experience returning, the most we've had in a long, long time, out of 550 innings. So that's a lot of, uh, a lot of experience coming back, and there's no substitute for experience. Now, before we turn this over to Luke, I, I do have another question I want to ask you about an upcoming uh, series at Texas San Antonio. I, I've heard a lot from, from John and Jack and the guys that go out there and, and call games for you out there that it's not nearly the facility that your guys get used to playing in. So I was asked this weekend to ask you this question. Is it hard to take your team to, let's say, a less – exciting environment than what they become accustomed to playing in, not only here, but I think around the Deep South largely. Is it difficult to get kids in that environment and keep them focused, or does that have no effect on them whatsoever? Um, I, I, I hope that it does not. Uh, certainly that's what we try to control is not being able to not control that part of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our control was within the white lines. Um, you know, it's and we've talked about it before, you know, whether there's 100 people in our stands or there's 3,500, our job is to go out and play baseball and do it the best we can and win a game. It's not influenced or shouldn't be influenced by the atmosphere, although a lot of times it is. I understand that. But uh, what we want to do is, is we want to go out and dominate uh, what we can control uh, this weekend. San Antonio won't have a lot of people there. Uh, you know, I think John and Jack will be sitting on the outside yes. uh, in the stands. <laughs> I mean, the stands aren't any bigger than what you would see. Uh, most of our high schools around here have bigger stands than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's it's not it's not a great atmosphere for for us to go and play or anybody. But you know, at the end of the day. You got an opponent that's working to beat you, and you've got to understand that and go out and play the game and, and win that game. So uh, it'll be a challenge in more than ways than one, but certainly nothing we'll use as an excuse of not 
going out mm-hmm. and competing. We want to compete no matter what it is. All right, Luke. Coach, uh, congrats on the sweep. Uh, two names out of the bullpen that people have seen just drastic improvement. Guys that we knew could pitch, but this year really coming out of their own. Talk about Sean Tweedy and Alex Nelms um, for a minute. Both of them threw uh, scoreless uh, two-plus innings yesterday. Those two guys have been really good for you out of the bullpen. You know, well, both of them are very smart kids. Academically, they're smart, so they can make, they, they can make those adjustments pretty easy. They understand how to make it. I think, you know, when when you've got somebody like that, uh, they tend not to beat themselves. They understand the difference and, uh, you know, of, of trying to overthrow and, and, and virtually locate him, you know, with not not up, utmost velocity. So both those guys are, are been in our program three years and continue to develop um, not only as the pitchability guys and with their stuff, but – you know, they continue to inherit situations that uh, only mature people can really handle. You know, tough situations with runners on when we got to have those stops. You know, it's easy to come out and start an inning, you know, from the start. But it's, it's, it's a little different, a little different monster when you're inheriting situations and possible, uh, you know, things that could, you know, create damage for you. Uh, but these guys, they're, they're thick skinned. They understand it. And they're very focused in, in committing on what that situation involves. On the offensive side, Hunter Slater was really just unconscious this weekend. Really awesome to see him over 400 now. But Danny Lynch has been coming on, had a real good day Saturday. A lot of people were expecting a lot of stuff out of him. He'd been a little slow out of the gate, but really the last four or five games, Coach, he's shown a glimpse of what he's capable of. Yeah, well, we knew it was there. I mean, honestly, and he's still got a lot of developing to do. He's just a freshman. That's what's so exciting about it is that he is starting to uh, he is starting to figure it out. Uh, but you know, I think with Danny, you know, he gives us really solid defense over there. But offensively, you know, he's hitting down in order. He was under 200 there for a while, and now he's you know hitting 250 with a couple of doubles and 11 RBIs. So. Uh, you know he's he's going to be a nice player for us, and uh, you know in a future future certainly looks good with him there. Bob, we're about to hit a, uh, a commercial break here in a minute. I didn't know if you okay. wanted to jump in here at the end. Yeah, Coach, we're going to hold you over for just okay. a couple of minutes into the next break, if that's good. We're talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry about the impressive week that the Golden Eagles had and coming up, what lies ahead for USM baseball in the week to come. We'll be right back. More Eagle Hour right after this. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Glad you're with us on a Monday afternoon around the state of Mississippi. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. 
Biggest selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere. Guarantee you they've got some new and good-looking Southern Miss baseball T-shirts. You can pick them up at Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street if you're listening in other parts of the state today. And maybe you want a new Southern Miss baseball T-shirt. Just go to campusbookmart.net, and uh, they will deliver it right to your front door. We're talking to head baseball coach Scott Berry, as we do every Monday afternoon. Always appreciate Coach Berry's time. All right, Coach, back on the road, back to Louisiana this week. Are you going to take on a Nickel State ball club, uh, I guess, Tuesday night, uh, a ball club that's already won 13 games themselves? And then you travel out to San Antonio to play Texas San Antonio, who won two out of three over the weekend against Rice. Uh, tell us what you know about the upcoming opponents this week. Well, Nickel State, you know, obviously, like you just said, has 13 wins. I, uh, you know, last week uh, they uh, had a really good game with LSU. I think they lost an extra inning uh, with them. So uh, in a midweek contest. So always a competitive club. You know, they were a club that we played actually in the fall, if you remember, mm-hmm. right. uh, up here. So uh, both teams are a little familiar. And I think, honestly, I think we had to Blaylock kind of left the yard uh, with a three-run homer to uh, kind of win that thing mm-hmm. in the night. So mm-hmm. uh, they kind of had us uh, on on the ropes there in the fall. So, but always a always a well coached club with with Seth Thibodeau and his guys. So we'll play it at uh, I think it's called Baby Cake Field now. It's the the Triple A part there in Metairie. Mm-hmm. But we'll be it'll be a six thirty first pitch tomorrow night there, and then we'll board a plane on Thursday and head to San Antonio. Uh, where the Roadrunners are playing really well. They just won their first ever series over Rice in the history of the program. So they're coming off from a a, uh, a big weekend. They also have, have beaten uh, University of Texas in the middle of the week, which was a big win for them. So Coach Marshall does a great job with those guys. They'll they'll be prepared. And, uh, you know, like, like I said, uh, We'll have to go out and certainly compete in uh, more ways than one to be successful in that series. Coach, you've won 15 of your last 16 league series, and you've swept three straight. So for any team in Conference USA, knocking off Southern Miss in a weekend series would be a huge deal, would it not? Well, it would. And, you know, um, we talked, I think, prior uh, maybe last week or the week before and kind of just identifying our situation and, and who we are and, and what people recognize us as. And, you know, they, they picked us to be the number one team in the conference. And with that being said, Bob, there's nowhere to go up. Right. You know, everybody's trying to get where we are. And so, so every week we have to go out and maintain exactly where we are. And that sometimes becomes harder than trying to play to go up, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, every week you got them coming after you, and it's no different this week, and it'll be no different tomorrow night. So everybody wants to notch their belt, you know, by beating Southern Miss and, and uh, you know, programs like, you know, traditionally we've been able to uh, – to become so uh that was gonna have to go compete i mean that's just the way it is and that's the way we like it so if we didn't have that that expectation then uh, certainly we would be disappointed right. do you expect to have uh, stevie powers back this weekend coach don't know you know he'll throw a bullpen tomorrow and we'll make that decision so uh i don't I, you know i really don't know i don't even can't even give you a, a, a guess on it honestly mm-hmm. 
Has he got a sore arm? Can you reveal what uh, what's uh, ailing? Just a shoulder. He's got a little uh, shoulder issue up there. It's deep down in. I don't think it's it's, it's nothing structural, uh, but uh, you know it's something that we required last week to put him on some anti-inflammatories and just rest him and let it quiet itself down. And he's been rehabbing and and doing all the uh, all the stem and stretching stuff to try to get him back on there. But we'll we'll have a little better idea tomorrow. All right, I have one more question before I turn Luke back over to you. But, uh, Coach, I, I want to ask you before you go today to to comment on a kid that I think is just so much fun to watch him play. And I heard you say some kind things about him in a pregame interview this weekend. But, boy, Gabe Montenegro has become quite a baller for the Golden Eagles, hasn't he? <laughs> I knew you were going to say, Gabe. I was sitting there <laughs> trying to think, who are you going to say? He is a fine one, isn't he? I'll tell you what, he uh, – he knows how to play the game in every aspect. He knows how to uh, he uh, to, to hold that leadoff spot for us. I mean, even in the two strike situation, you know, he's he's human. He's going to strike out occasionally, but boy, he can get things going. And, and I know you can see how well he plays defensively and how he's able to get to those balls and and go a long ways to get them. But you know, the young man just knows how to take the shortcuts of the game to offset whatever abilities that he lacks a little bit in, uh, he knows how to get that first step quickness. He knows how to use those angles. You know, in base running, he's probably one of our best base runners because of his instincts and his IQ of the game. But he's a fun fun kid to be around. He, uh, you know, of course, he's from Guatemala. So, uh, you know, he uh, he loves being in the States and, and being a part of our program, and that's what makes it special. I think it's kind of special, too, that uh, his nation's flag – flies out uh, outside of the outfield by some fans every time that uh, you guys are home. Has he ever made any comment to you about that? No, he, he never has. He, uh, but I know he appreciates it very much because that's a long ways from home. And for us to recognize uh, his country over here, uh, I know that means a lot to him and his parents when they come to visit and watch the game. Well, he tracked down a couple, he tracked down a couple line drives this weekend that were, I thought remarkable. Yeah, I thought we played out, and he did, and Blaylock did. I mean, just really, really smooth and effortless in, in, in the way that they run those balls down and catch them. So it's pretty pretty good outfield. Right, no question. All right, Luke, finish up with the coach. Uh, I remember, Coach, at the, uh, the the first pitch banquet last year, Montenegro, everybody's parents were there, and Montenegro said, my parents are thousands of miles, I think, that way. And uh, it was really funny. <laughs> but, you know, you, how many how many international players have you coached uh, over your time, Coach? Golly. Um, honestly, not not very many. Um, not very many at all. And and he, he may be the only one that, that I can think of. Surely there's got to be, after 35 years, there's got to be somebody <laughs> else in there. But uh, now I have in the summer ball. I know that. And, and back in the 80s when I would coach summer ball in, in the college leagues, in the Jayhawk League, of course we would have a lot there. But, um, you know, Gabe's, Gabe's been the first one in a long time for sure. So, But he, yeah. he's a good one. Uh, it was good to see Horde back in the lineup yesterday. Bob and I have been talking about this, Coach, last week. When you get Horde back in the lineup, you look at he and Blaylock and Slater and Walner. Um, it gives Matt a whole lot more protection, but that's like legit, you know, four guys that could be a cleanup batter in your lineup. 
Yeah, and you know Bryant Bowen has played really well for us, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know it started on that Saturday or Sunday at Tech, and he really made an impact in that game and continues to do that. So we've got several guys that are that are swinging it. Eric, you know, went down with a hamstring over there at Louisiana Tech, so that kind of opened the door for um, Bowen. And he responded. You know, that's what you that's what you like. When one goes down, you have another one that steps up. And certainly that's taken place. But Eric yesterday felt his presence uh, three for five at the plate. Just an easy home run over the center field wall. He looked like he didn't even swing at it. He's just so strong. So uh, you're right. There's a lot of protection in there. All right, I was I was going to compliment you. I was going to compliment you, Coach, on uh, the recovery. You know, advice you gave Horde because he came back faster um, than you did on on your hamstring. So uh, he sure it's did. good. Golden Eagle fans want to see that. He, he didn't have to deal with the umpires like I did. So <laughs> <laughs> he's a little younger too, Coach. With all due respect, am I right about that? That, that, that helps. That you're exactly right. <laughs> All right. What do you say when we talk to you next Monday? We're talking about four more straight victories. That work for you? Man, that'll work. That'll be a perfect week. It sure will. And I hope uh, I hope it happens. But you know, we're gonna take it one game at a time, and it starts tomorrow night with Nickel State. So, right. Always a pleasure having you on, Coach, and uh, thanks so much for sharing your time with us every Monday. Well, and good luck to the basketball teams in there, Joe Lee and the yes. Lady Eagles and former uh, baseball, USM baseball alum Steve Knight and the Fab Four tournament. I uh, wish them both the best of luck and hope they continue to win. Uh, we do too, Coach. All right, good, good, All good right. talk, Coach. Thanks a lot. Coach Scott thanks, Berry, everybody, yes. head baseball coach for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, with us every Monday on the Eagle Hour, and we appreciate it uh, very much every time that he comes on, Luke. Uh, I think he's got them rolling right now. I think they have their legs under them, and uh, they're hitting the ball. They're pitching well. And uh, if you see them continue this uh, down the road, uh, great things could happen. Moved up, I see, number 46 RPI this week. At one time, way down, way down. But uh, things seem to have turned around to be moving in the right direction. Well, they're in a routine. Uh, they're not been interrupted by weather in the last um, really seven or eight games. Uh, they're able to, you know, see what we might call normal collegiate pitching. What they saw uh, weekends two and three, I think it just really knocked them off their routine. So good to see them now not interrupted. Thirty-four runs for the Eagles this week, only four given up. They're rolling. All right, Brian Johnson from Nickel State coming up next. Steve Knight from William Carey University also coming up on the show. We've got a lot of talk about, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To the top. Back on the Eagle Hour, I want to thank head coach Scott Berry for joining us in those first two segments. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, just under the shadow of the rock. 
place to go to see all the Southern Miss memorabilia you could possibly imagine and great plate lunches every day along with uh, just excellent food. Great place to hang out, 4th Street Bar and Grill, your local Southern Miss place to hang, and they are a proud sponsor of the Southern Miss Golden Eagle. Eagle Hour with us, uh, Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Well, as Coach Barry, we just talked about it, Southern Miss heading down to the Big Easy tomorrow night to, uh, I think they call it Baby Cake Field now. I used to be the chaplain for the New Orleans Zephyrs, and they called it Zephyr Field, but now it's Baby Cake Field. And joining us uh, from Nickel State, Brian Johnson, who's the assistant AD for communications, getting ready for uh, this one tomorrow night. Brian, what's up? Well, we're hoping not to see another 20-16 and 16 run outburst by Southern Miss, but you guys have had Nichols' number the last couple of years. It's nice that we get to play you in Louisiana for once. It's been a Pensacola and Biloxi trip the last couple of years. We'll see if things change when you cross into the Pelican Now, we like those Pensacola trips, Brian. <laughs> i got to believe you do, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's the season that we all – been seven months waiting for you know football and basketball it's just so go 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 and then you find yourself in Pensacola for like seven hours before first pitch hanging out soaking up the scene <laughs> exactly. it, it's such a wonderful year um, for for Nichols and you guys are obviously off to another great start in Conference USA play but it's been a great annual get together for us to know that sometime in March we're going to get to hang out in Pensacola Biloxi or, or now New Orleans and see one of the best baseball teams in the country. Well, uh, Golden Eagle fans looking forward to it. Always cool to play in a minor league park. And you know, I was not one of those fans uh, that would they changed the name from the Zephyrs to, to the Baby Cakes. But nonetheless, it'll be a great place to play tomorrow night. <laughs> Tell us about this Colonel team. 13-12 and 12 overall really stands out. You guys took LSU um, down to, uh, to, to extra innings um, last week. You played Tulane. Uh, you played UNO, took two out of three from them. Uh, played Holy Cross. Southern Miss uh, played them also. Uh, so 13-12, and 12, tell us about this Colonel team. Similar to the makeup of what Southern Miss has this year, I I don't think we'll be able to match you guys in power, but both teams have have depended on pitching and limited hits. Uh, You guys are 15th in the country in ERA. Nichols is 27th. They're first in the conference in ERA, and it's allowed them to survive some of these weekend trips where you just don't have your offense clicking like you will in April or especially next year. The whole roster was reset this season. It's been a veteran team the last four years graduated a lot of seniors the only returners you have this year are at third base and now shortstop you're replacing your friday and saturday night starter and bringing in a lot of first year players yet these freshmen continue to step up and Nichols won their series against texas a&m corpus christi yesterday with a left fielder true freshman hitting a two-run homer a true freshman reliever getting a three and a third inning save And then he also had a freshman starter, the first true freshman starter we've ever had for our weekend rotation. He went five innings, picked up his fourth win of the year. So you're starting to see the identity of this team emerge, and they're getting big hits by guys who have changed their whole approach to the game of baseball in the last year. You mentioned LSU. We've got a first baseman, Adam Tarver, who was one of the best relievers in the country two years ago. He tore his rotator cuff 14 months ago. He still can't pitch. But he converted to first base. He's never played first base in his life. And he hit two home runs in Baton Rouge, a city he grew up in, uh, had one home run in his career. And he gives Nichols a late 4-3 lead with a solo shot to left center. Two strikes, two outs, bottom of the ninth. Close pitch by our Saturday starter. Looked like it was a strike. It was called a ball. 
Then LSU takes advantage of the next pitch. They, they line it into left field, tie the game, win it in 10 innings. But it's just been a lot of tight back-and-forth games this year, and you're starting to see these young guns find their way. Hey, Bryant. Bob Getty here. Thanks for being on our show. A little unusual twist to this matchup uh, tomorrow night is that these two same schools got together this fall and uh, and spent a whole afternoon together competing against each other in, in a what's a new thing, a fall baseball game. Yeah. Uh, that add a little uh, – I guess that helps Nichols in a, in a little bit of a way because uh, – well, both schools really because they kind of had a preview of, of who they're going to be playing tomorrow night. Absolutely. Well, Seth Thibodeau, he's in his ninth year managing Nichols. He went to William Terry. He's, he's had a long connection with the Gulf Coast of Mississippi through his Pearl River days and, and just has a, a tremendous amount of respect for Mississippi State, Old Miss, and Southern Miss. We always try to play those three each year. We played all three last season. But he is a big Scott Berry fan and, and trying to emulate the type of success that Southern Miss has had. And, and we've heard it all week that you know this is a team that's – 54 and 11 in Conference USA the last two plus years, if you include the 6 and 0 start. Coach loves these midweek games against some of the best Southern schools that we get to see on an annual basis. And that was a big accomplishment for him to lock in a fall ball partnership where you can get a preview, but you can also really test your team when you've got these freshmen like we do this year that just showed up in September for their first month of school, and then they get to turn around and match up with one of the best teams in the country and, and experience everything that they're about in 2018-2019. So absolutely, having that preview and that view of, of what they can compete and what they can offer, it's been a big benefit heading into one of our toughest midweek games of the season. How'd they go about getting this game at, uh, as Luke says, baby cake feel? How, how did all that transpire? That, yeah, that's another Seth Thibodeau move where we, we love getting teams to come down here and then play us on our campus, but you're just trying to sell that brand and give as many people an opportunity to see your team. Uh, being able to, to play at the Shrine at Airline is something we've been trying to pull off the last couple of years. We actually had Mississippi State. They were going to play in Metairie against us last year. We changed it right before the season. They played us in Thibodeau. We actually beat them. Six to three, but it, it was just a right place, right time where Coach Barry agreed to it, and, and we were in contact with everybody in, in Metairie at the Shrine at Airline, and just trying to find that soft spot in the schedule. That's that's the hardest part about all of this to mm-hmm. identify a, a midweek date where everybody can show up and play a, a wink wink neutral game at a neutral site, but to do it in a venue that allows all of your Louisiana families to be in attendance gives everybody a reason on the Gulf Coast to drive in and join night in New Orleans. And same for our fans. We've got a lot of Texas family members that are enjoying a long weekend uh, that came in on Friday to watch the three-game series against Corpus. And they haven't gone home yet. They're still hanging yeah. out. And they'll, they'll be over at Harrah's, you know, pregame, postgame, mm-hmm. having some fun, and then uh, enjoy a little 6.30 first pitch in Metairie. Well, Bryant, we always like teams that beat Mississippi State and try to ruin their season. And right. We're grateful to you for that. And I hope that you do that the next time you play them, to tell you the truth. Uh, we're just all about helping our, our friends in Mississippi. So, you know, that was something we were we were proud to do. We're excited. You guys have almost as many Minnesotans and Louisianans on your roster. So I don't know how many right. uh, you know we'll get for the spillover effect, but that, that's the beauty of the proximity of our two schools is that you have right. a big overlap. And the coaching staff, they, they spend a lot of time with one another. It makes it fun. We enjoy rooting for you in June, and hope to see you guys are off to another hot start. Right. Well, let me clarify, they're not our friends up in Starkville. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, Brian, we're I'm looking. Just trying to be, I, don't, I don't have to play politics. That's, I can be buddies with everybody. You guys can bring uh, the I'm team. kidding, of course. Uh, hey, we look forward to it, man. Thanks for being on the show. We look forward to a great college baseball game tomorrow night. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Enjoy being on with you. All right, Brian Johnson, everybody from Nickel State. All right, Luke, before we run out of town, uh, run out of time, here's what happened over the weekend. Southern Miss, the only Conference USA team to sweep their series, of course, over Old Dominion. Charlotte beat Marshall two out of three. Western Kentucky beat Florida International two out of three. Louisiana Tech got back on track. They beat Middle Tennessee two out of three. Texas San Antonio beat Rice two out of three. But Rice is the last place team in the league as of today. Florida Atlantic beat UAB two out of three. Southern Miss in first place, 6-0 and conference record, 15-6 and overall. Florida Atlantic a game behind, 5-1 and and 16-8. and Western Kentucky five and one. They're eleven and eleven. Marshall four and two. They're fourteen and eight. Charlotte three and three. They're eleven and twelve. It looks like to me right now, Luke, it's it's going to come down to uh, Southern Miss and Florida Atlantic with Louisiana Tech. Uh, obviously, a team that has the capacity to get back and and fight for a conference championship. Yeah, FAU moved up uh, inside the top 100 this week. They're at 86 in RPI. So that, that's going to be it. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what Western Kentucky does. I mean, mm-hmm. they're 5-1 they're and one right now. You can look at maybe some of the teams they played, but maybe a little more parity towards the top. It's just the train wreck at Rice right now and something you, you didn't expect to see happening. Louisiana Tech 2-4. and four. Uh, By this weekend, they will have improved at least to 500, you would think. So, yeah, you want, you know, you want some parity. Now we're going to be talking basketball uh, with Coach Knight here. Uh, in the next segment, let's just remind you, second round of the Women's Basketball Invitational. Tonight at Reed Green, Lady Eagles take on North Alabama. North Alabama out of the Atlantic uh, Sun Conference, 20-8 and eight overall. We're 10-6 this year, finished fourth. Uh, but that's going to be a tip-off uh, tonight in Reed Green at 6 p.m. Lady Eagles, of course, call it what you want, but it is a, a championship tournament. It is a They're playing. There's only three national champions this year, and one of them will be from this tournament. So come out tonight and see the Lady Eagles uh, play at 6 o'clock. All right, looking forward to that. Also looking forward to our next guest. Steve Knight's going to join us from Kansas City as his team gets ready to play in the Fab Four tonight in the NAIA Men's Basketball Championships. Former Southern Miss star Steve Knight next on the Eagle Hour. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Carter's Jewelry, located in Petal, Mississippi, or online at cartersjewelry.com. Big Southern Miss supporters, Shay Carter and her friendly staff are, so go buy some jewelry for, from them, including that famous SMTTT line. 
Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour, Coach Wendy Hogue and her Lady Eagles were out in El Paso, a beautiful sight. Even beautiful, more beautiful than that was when Alyssa Davis hit a grand slam um, in game one yesterday. Lady Eagles take two out of three from the Lady Miners on the road. They improve to 17 and 14 overall, four and five in Conference USA. And Alyssa Davis, the sophomore third baseman for Southern Miss, was named the Conference USA softball player of the week. So congratulations uh, to Coach Hogue and her Lady Eagles. Want to go out to Kansas City, Missouri now. William Carey University in the Fab Four taking on George uh, Town tonight, and uh, Coach Knight joins us. Coach, first off, congratulations! Uh, this is uh, man, this is just incredible. You guys in the Fab Four. Thanks, Luke. I appreciate it a lot. It's been a great run. Now we got to finish this thing off. All right, Coach, what about this team you're playing tonight? Uh, I want to talk to you about that real quickly, and then I also uh, found an interesting stat about your team I want to ask you about. But tell us about Georgetown College. Uh, You know, Bob, it'll just be another day at the office for us, you know. (laughs) (laughs) They're good now. They're number one seed in the tournament, uh, 31-4. Start 6'9", 6'7", 6'6", 6'4", 6-foot point guard, and uh, four of them are D1 transfers, so, hmm. um, yeah, just awfully, awfully talented. Um, you know, leading rebounding co- uh, team in the country, so uh, I think that's very important for us tonight. Um, and they're also number six in the country in, in scoring, I think, top ten anyway. They're about 88 points a game, so obviously we need to get this thing going at the at the right pace for us. And, um but we faced Peru State the first game, and they, you know, like I told you, they they had Final Four talent as well. So it gets down to, you know, the semifinals and championship game. It just comes down to, you know, who makes the big plays and the big stops on mm-hmm. on defense and makes the big buckets. That's all. All right, coach. It was brought to my attention by your play-by-play guy David Sutton earlier today that. You're you're playing in the Fab Four, and you have lost your leading scorer four times this season. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know about the count. It's probably right. David researches it more than me, but yeah, we lost our, our guy uh, first four games of the season. Uh, it was all in one week, seven days. He averaged seventeen points a game, and then he was out for the year, and and then we. Uh, you know, Cam, Cameron Douglas separated his shoulder. He was out. We had another guy step up, Lito Holloway. And then he broke his hand, and he was out. And uh, goodness, it's just just been one thing after another. Just shows the resolve of these guys just to stay together. They're they're the true definition of a team. I think you know we've got one guy maybe that averages over twelve points a game, maybe maybe two. You know, that's the highest. And then you've got three or four others that are. 10, 10 or 11 points a game. They share the basketball. That's the great thing about basketball. You know, it's just so important that you have great team chemistry. Mm-hmm. You know, one bad apple can, can ruin the whole bunch. And and we've got a bunch of good guys. Um, just absolutely and thoroughly enjoyed themselves this week. You know, all the activities we've had to do, they've represented the institution in such a great way. It's just been, you know, um, a, a lifetime of experiences for them and memories that they'll have forever. And, and for me as a coach, just to make it to the Final Four, uh, you know, it's a little emotional because that's what you're that's what you're in it for. You want to get that that 
that final prize, and, and here we are, two right. games away. So we're pumped. All right. All right. One other kid I want to ask you about, Javante McDavid. I understand was on your JV team last year, but is out there showing out in the national tournament for you. <laughs> what a great story. You know, he went to Pearl River, and they they actually cut him after one year because they brought in a whole new recruiting class. He's a little guy. He's like 5'9", and he came up, and he was still wanting to play ball. We put him on our JV team last year. And, uh, you know, I watched him play a few times in practice, and I said, you know, this kid can really shoot, but he's little. You know, I'm not sure that, that he'll ever make it. And we gave him an opportunity to come out practice with us this year and he just from day one you know he's one of these guys you know you put 10 guys out there you have three or four sitting on the side and and uh he was one that i was expecting was going to be on the side he jumped in there every day he wanted to be one of those 10 guys out on the court and uh, he's shown it during the season that uh you know big games don't scare him and and uh, the bigger the game the better he is and he is he's carried us the last two games off the bench, just just getting big buckets, just not on just the points, but they all were really big buckets. So mm-hmm. I'm really really happy, and he he is a great kid. I mean, business major, does all things the right way. You know, we've got guys up here that <laughs> they're sitting here taking tests online, you know, and trying to play in a basketball tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, just the guys have been great. I'm, I'm proud of them. Well, Coach, it's a great story. We're big fans of yours. You know that. And we wish you nothing but luck tonight. Bring home that championship for us, Coach. We, we plan on trying to do that, Bob. We'll give it our best shot. All right. Thank you all. All right. Good luck to you tonight, Coach. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Coach Bye-bye. Steve Knight, everybody. William Carey University playing for a national championship in Kansas City, Missouri. That is good stuff. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Thanks for listening today. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow. And until then, Southern Miss. To the top. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.